0: Hey guys, it's Sarah and I am here bringing you another episode of uh, sibling chivalry. sorry for the long break uh, but I'm back um, just kind of took some time off from pretty much everything except for work um, just to kind of um, focus on me for a bit um, working through some emotions and things like that. I feel like it's a, a it's a constant thing um, that I'll probably be doing for the rest of my life. Um, But I'm back. Um, Today I just wanted to kind of talk about um, some different ways that we can cope, um, process feelings of loss and things like that. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, dive right into it. Um, I have 12 things That I want to kind of go over quickly. This won't be a very long episode. But I definitely wanted to get one out there. Uh, The first thing on the list. Is acknowledging the pain. Obviously this is the most important. And very first step. You can't really progress. In processing the loss. And the emotion. Until you acknowledge that it's there. Um, I know I've heard. Stories from many people. Where they just didn't feel like it was real. Or you know, you lose your loved one and then you kind of go into this limbo almost where you don't want to believe they're gone, but at the same time, you know, you're, they're not there. And so you kind of block it out. Almost. You almost have to, um, especially if you pay, play any part in planning the funeral or anything like that, you really just have to kind of plow through, um, And so, you know, and, and I've, I've had people ask me this at funerals and, and I've asked it of people, you know, how are you doing? Um, and a lot of the times the response is, it doesn't seem real, um, acknowledging the pain and the loss makes it real. And a lot of the times we don't want to do that. We don't want to acknowledge that we have lost this person that is so near and dear to us, um. But you can't really begin to grieve unless you acknowledge the pain and you acknowledge that loss. Um, Once you've done that, it really kind of opens the floodgates. All of those emotions uh, are just going to start pouring out. Uh, And it could range anywhere from just deep sadness, um, depression sometimes, um, all the way to anger um, anger that someone has been taken from you. Um, and the second thing that I have written down is, uh, you have to accept that not everyone is going to cope with loss in the same way. And I guess, um, you know, especially if you are a, a family that's going through a loss, um, a sibling might process and cope with loss in the same way that a parent or an aunt, or an uncle, or a grandparent might cope with that loss. Um, I know my my ways of coping were completely different from my mom and my dad. Um, so you have to accept the fact that not everybody is going to process loss the same way. Um, the third thing on my list is you have to get back to a normal routine. And I know this seems weird, but... Um, a sense of normalcy will help. Um, if you don't get back into a normal routine, you will literally, and I know I did this, um, especially because we lost Aaron and then we, I went back to work, but then COVID hit and my job shut down pretty much everywhere shut down. And so for two and a half months, I sat, um, you will wallow in that grief. Um, and that is where you reach the danger of grief and sadness turning into depression. And then you have to kind of struggle to get out of that depression. So getting back into a normal routine, you know, if you have a job, obviously, if they give bereavement time, take it. Use that bereavement time to be with family, um, to kind of mourn together. Um, but get back into a normal routine. If you have a job, go go back to work. I know it it, it feels weird to go back to work so soon after you lose somebody, but it, it really will help. I feel like. If I hadn't had work to go back to right after, um, I think it would have been a lot harder because um, I, I did deal with some depression, um, especially when I had those two and a half months at home. But I feel like the depression would have been worse if I hadn't gone back to work. So definitely get back into a normal routine. If you don't work, um, whatever normal routine you have at home, whether that's, you know, Every day, there are certain things that you do around the house, or every day there are certain places that you go. Get back into that. It will. It will really help. Um, it will really help to process and just get you back into a sense of normalcy because the loss of someone really does kind of shock you um, out of a sense of normalcy. Um, dealing with loss is never something that feels normal, um, and so it will really help getting back into a normal routine. Um number 4 this one is is super important also. Um take care of yourself physically. Um you know, exercise, make sure you're eating well. Um exercise and diet also play a huge part um in your mental health. Um and that kind of ties in to our next one um which is focusing on your emotional well-being. Um it's funny how diet and exercise can really um almost kind of play a part in determining what your mental state is, what your mood is. Um, I find that if I'm not physically active, uh, if I'm not eating well, if I'm not sleeping well, um, my mood is pretty crappy. Um, You know, I just feel more down. I feel blah. I don't feel like doing anything. Um, And so that's when it's really, especially when you lose someone and you're going through that, that grieving and coping process, so really take care of yourself physically. Um, if, you have, if you're have, if you on any kind of diet or you have any kind of exercise regimen, you know, really try to get back into those. Keep that going um, as far as your emotional well-being. Um, focus on doing activities that you enjoy. And I know, again, this is something that's it's going to seem so weird and so strange, and you're going to feel weird doing it at first. But if there's something that an activity that you absolutely love and enjoy, please stick with it, continue to do it throughout the entire process. Um, it will give you bright spots in your day doing it. Um, you know, and it's, it's really going to help. Um, and this is going to tie into another one that I'm going to talk about later on, um, with, with ways to express your grief. Um, but just really focus on, on things that bring you joy because you're going through a period Of time where it seems like all joy has been taken away from you because you've lost this person. So, if you really focus on activities that bring you joy, it will help bring a little bit of that back into your life, which will help bring back normalcy and really help um, to kind of set you on the right path towards working through your grief. Uh, Number six is to remind yourself of what's still good in life. Yes, you have lost someone that you love very much, someone that you are very close to. And it's hard and it sucks. Um, But there are still so many good things in life, Um, you know, things or things to look forward to. Um, You know, right after I lost Aaron, um, it was it was difficult to focus on what was good in life because all I wanted to focus on was the fact that he was gone. But there were so many things that we're looking forward to. I mean, even just like your birthday, you know, Oh, Hey, well, my birthday's coming up, you know, we could do this, start, start, it may be months away, start planning something. Um, I know my parents, um, two, um, not quite two months, but in March, right, right before the shutdown, um, they took a road trip. Um, it was just kind of like a spur of the moment. It wasn't totally planned, but they decided they were going to go on a road trip and they went to a bunch of places they had never been before and, and really just kind of just took some time, um, and just to kind of see some of nature's beauty. Um, they did the grand Canyon and I think, um, a whole bunch of different things that kind of went through there and that kind of looped back, Um, but plan a trip, um, if there's something that you've wanted to see for a really long time and you've just, you've never done it, plan a trip, go somewhere. Um, I know in the same year that he passed, um, Tanner and I, uh, we went to Colorado in September of the same year that he passed. You know, I had really wanted to go back to Pike's Peak. Tanner had never been to Colorado. So, um, we planned a trip. Um, we took a day to drive out and a day to drive back. And then we spent two days there and we went to Pike's peak and we went to the garden of gods and, um, we actually recreated, um, some pictures, uh, that my family had taken when we went there for a family reunion years ago, um, of Aaron. And so that was really special and just kind of had this moment, um, on the side of Pike's peak where it just kind of. I sat there, um, you know, where he sat and just kind of remembered him. I had a, a time of remembrance for him. But, you know, think of things that there are to look forward to, whether there's family events coming up or there's a special event coming up in your life. Yes, that family member is not going to be there to partake in it. But um, it's still something that is something to look forward to. It's something that you'll create memories that will last For forever. Um, So, really try to look forward um, to those things that are coming up in your life and really focus on what's good in life. Yes, you've lost a family member. You still have other family members that are still here. Um, You have friends. um, You have, you know, all these things that you can go and do and see and really just try to focus on what's good. Um, Number seven is to talk with friends and family, don't alienate yourself. Um, I think that's honestly probably one of the worst things that you can do. Um, When you're going through grief, I know uh, the tendency is to just kind of like shrink down and sink into your own little hole and just, you know, surround yourself in your grief. Um, That's probably one of the worst things that you can do. Um, Talk to friends, talk to family. When they ask you how you're doing, just don't... It was, it was so easy when people like, Oh, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm okay. You know, you just leave it at that. Um, but if, if you have people who are genuinely, genuinely asking, how are you, how are you doing? Let them know if you're not doing okay. It's okay to tell them that you're not doing okay. Um, but definitely don't alienate yourself. Um, number eight is, uh, find different ways to express yourself. Um, you could just write down your feelings in a journal. Um, I would say journaling is probably one of the absolute best ways to really get your emotions out there. I know I did a lot of that, um, after Aaron passed away. Um, it gets your emotions out first and foremost. It is an outlet to get the emotions out of your head and physically out into the world. Um, which might not seem like much, because um, it's literally just going from your head to a piece of paper or if you type it up on your iPad or your computer whatever whatever you use it doesn't seem like much but just getting it out there making it physical it's not just a thought that's humming around in your brain it has been it's physically been typed or written down somewhere um, that can really help you to to process. Um, if you have a knack for it, writing poetry about loss or just about the person that you've lost in general. Um, if you're artistic at all, you can paint or draw. Um, if you're musically inclined, write music. Um, even if it's just like instrumental music, um, or it can be music with lyrics. Um, there are a lot of different, really great outlets out there. Um, artistic, um, and non-artistic that can really help you um, process those feelings, get those feelings out there. Um, for me, part of my processing is this podcast. It's it's getting my feelings out there, um, and and sharing them with those who will listen. Um, and and in turn, um, if somebody wants to come on here and get their feelings out there, that's definitely what this is for, also. Uh, number nine, um, avoid addictive things or behaviors. Um I have noticed that anytime that I'm feeling down, um, if I start doing that some something that's super addictive, um, it sticks. Um, and then it's really hard to quit because you formed that addiction in a moment of sadness. So it's tied to that. So it's really hard to let it go. Um, you know, it's for one of the things for me is I have a bad habit of picking up my fingers. Um, and I've noticed it gets really bad when I get sad. Um, and so I I did it quite a bit after Aaron passed away. And so now even though I did it before he passed away, I did it a lot after he passed away. And so it's it got tied into that emotion of loss. Um and so it, I, I still have some that it's really hard to do. Um, I mean, that's why it's called an addiction. Um, it's it's super, super hard to stop. Um, and so just be very careful. Um, I know I have people listening who, um, you know, go to church. I have people who don't go to church that listen. Um, and so I'm just going to say it, um, drugs and alcohol. Um, those can become emotional crutches um, and can lead to being addicted to those things. Um, You know, anything in excess is bad for you. Um, But those in particular, um, I'm not going to sit here and say, don't drink, don't do this. Um, Just be careful. Um, Be careful what you use to lean on to get through your grief um, because it can really form an addictive habit. Um, that will be very detrimental to you. You might not notice it right then because you're full on in these emotions of grief and sadness. So you might not notice it. Um, but by the time you do, it might be too late. Um, so please just be very careful with those things. Um, number 10, share your feelings with those with similar experiences. Um, and this is one that's really helped me. Um, and I know that it's really helped Uh, A lot of people, um, you know, I was very fortunate um, to have two amazing parents um, who never stopped checking in on me. Never stopped, um, you know, trying to see if I was okay. And I appreciate that so much. Um, Instead of them just being completely consumed in their own grief, they still made sure I was okay. And I I will appreciate that so much. Um, but I got curious and started searching on Facebook. And I found a group of people who know exactly what I'm going through. Um the group is called loss of a special needs sibling. Um, Right now there's about 76 of us. I actually have the page pulled up right now. Um, But it is filled with people of all different backgrounds, ages um, who have all lost a sibling with special needs. And I was able to go on this page and talk about the loss of my brother and instead of getting the stereotypical, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, because, you know, a lot of people, when they find out that you've lost somebody, the, the normal response is, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, some people just don't know what to say. Um, so you get those kind of blanket statements. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. Um but sometimes you just need somebody who knows exactly how you feel. And this group of people got it. I mean, we don't all have siblings that have the same disability. The, the, the the spectrum of disability for all of these siblings that we've lost are it's so vast, but they get it. They know exactly how I feel. And it was just really great to connect with a group of people who knew how I felt. And, um, you know, they've done a, a really great job of making sure that um, everyone is heard, everyone has an opportunity. Um, you know, it's it's really great to have that group of people. Um, the admin, Catherine Fisher, she's, she's been amazing. I know she's reached out to me a couple of times, and um, there have been Zoom calls that we've done where we literally just Get on a Zoom call so we can see each other, and we just talk about our loss. And um, she's been really great at facilitating that. And and um, it's just it's been a great group to be a part of. Um, Number twelve, I would say. Oh, number eleven. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Plan how you're going to respond to emotional triggers. Um, this one for me, um, I was at work and a song came over the overhead at work that was a song that we used to listen to every single day that we took Aaron to special needs softball. And I just broke down in the office, completely unprepared for it, just bawling my eyes out in the office. And I know it seems kind of silly, but kind of plan how you're going to respond to those things. If you see something that triggers you, if you hear something that triggers you, what are you going to do to help you get through that? Um, do you have somebody that you work with, or that you know, that when that emotional trigger happens, you can just quickly call or text and say, "Hey, I just had a trigger. Can you kind of help talk me down from it?" Um, having that support system is super important. Um, so you really want to plan for how to respond um, to those triggers when they happen, because they will happen. Um, whether they are, you know, something that you hear or something that you see, um, it's going to happen. So just Um, have a plan in place for what you're going to do if one of those happens. And the last one um, is um, if you need to, if none of these steps help um, and you need to, um, there's always the option to talk to a therapist. Um, There are a lot of people out there that are really skilled. They're really great. um, They know what they're doing and they're going to have every coping mechanism you could think of to help you process. Um, Please don't ever try to, um, self-medicate, I guess. I mean, some of these coping skills are kind of what that is, but if you really feel like you're struggling, please don't feel like you're out of options. There are always um, options to help. Um, Google. Google is a, an amazing resource um, of, of, you know, a vast amount of knowledge that can help you, um, that can help you find the right people that can help you. Um, I know this episode is not as long as my normal episodes, but I just wanted to, I I felt like I needed to, I know I had been struggling a little bit emotionally and, and some of these things that I've just listed off today have things that I've been doing over the past, um, past couple months that I've been gone from the podcast to kind of help me, um, just kind of get through this rough spot. Um, I really do hope this is helpful um, I really just felt like it was what I needed to talk about um, and it's kind of funny every time that I've kind of felt that way um, I've had somebody reach out to me and say, hey I really needed that. that's exactly what I needed. Um, and so if you are out there and you are struggling with trying to figure out how the heck you're gonna navigate through grief and loss and sadness um, try some of these. Um, you'll be amazed at at how much help something so simple can be. Um, I will, um, hopefully, um, get back to recording, um, some more episodes for you guys. It's probably still going to be every other week. Um, especially I work in retail, so we are getting into the holiday season. So, um, bear with me, Um, It might not always be on Monday. Um, I will still strive to have episodes out on Mondays, um, but bear with me. Um, This is the busiest time of year for my job. So um, just keep an an eye and an ear out for those episodes. Um, I really do appreciate you guys sticking with me. Um, Can't always promise that I won't disappear um, for a little bit of time, as we all know sometimes grief and emotions they hit you funny, um, and you just have to kind of work through them and kind of step away from some things for a bit. So, um, but yeah, I I am not going anywhere. I'm still here. Um, but if anybody um, wants to reach out, wants to to come on the show, please let me know. Um, you can email me at sibchivalry at gmail dot com. Um, you can message me on the Facebook page. Um, but just let me know and we can get you scheduled. Like I said, I'm doing every other week right now. So it'll be every other weekend so that it falls on my weekends off. Um, but please reach out to me. Um, if an episode helped you, I'd love to know. Um, you can reach out to me and let me know that also. Um, I'd love to hear those kind of things. Or if you just have something that you want to share, something that, um, something you encountered in the week that was good or that you struggled with or anything, please just let me know. Um and I'd love, I'd love to talk to you about it. But um, thank you so much again for sticking with me. I really do hope that these 12 things um, can be a help. Um, I know they've certainly helped me. So thank you for listening. Um, keep an ear out for our next episode, and I will see you guys real soon.